Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Give it to me! Hey everyone, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where there's a reason our show is consistently delicious, episode <laughs> after episode. Quite a few reasons, actually. Precise processes, mm. advanced technology, mm. a highly skilled team, definitely, and the wisdom that comes from an abundance of experience. Thanks for joining us. Okay, so... Uh- First of all, uh, jumping right past the, uh, it's amazing how these always apply perfectly to our show, <laughs> to the, this is obviously some factory or, you know, some, some, you know, like a, like a right. chip maker or, or an Precise. automaker or, you know, some precision processes, right? Precision. Yep. Uh-huh. It's Folgers. <laughs> it's Folgers coffee. <laughs> The best part of waking up is precision processes. The podcasting process is pivotal in determining the ultimate taste of your coffee. I mean, (laughs) podcast. Oh, this is so good. Folgers. Mm, mm. It's it's a never-ending fountain of corporate BS out there for us to draw from. I mean, this is really, truly the fountain of youth. It really is. We We finally found it. Listen. I don't want to take anything away from producer Rich who finds these, but this this compared to the shout outs is the easier part of the job, don't you think? Like because <laughs> there's just they just they I just mean, give it to you. You you do have to think of an unexpected brand, right? Or That's the skill part, yeah, or something we've talked about in the show, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which does, yeah, yeah. But I bet it's I bet it's satisfying every time to be like, oh yeah, that works. I yeah. bet he finds some all the time though that don't. So we shouldn't assume that's that true. We're this, we're, we we have a biased one. data set. Here. Exactly. Only we're just getting at the, the good successes. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Mm-hmm. Um, I got? am having one of those moments where we started the show and I was like, God darn, if I haven't been doing podcasts with Molly Wood for two decades, <laughs> almost, <laughs> and it still is wonderful. So thank you. Oh, we are so lucky. Is it really almost two decades? Holy Banana pants. It 18 actually years. Is. Yeah. <laughs> like Whoa. March March 30th, 2005 was the first published episode of Buzz Out Loud. Oh, my God. We are so lucky. Yeah. That's amazing. I and know. I still really, really like you. And there's me pretty too. much nobody I would rather podcast with I more. not only like me, I like you, too. <laughs> I like me and you. <laughs> I like us all. <laughs> Wow, it's our 20 it's our 18 year anniversary month. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, awesome. no, this is great. Uh, I'm so glad to be doing this. Uh oh. instead of trying to buy tickets on Ticketmaster. <laughs> this is the antidote to that. <laughs> yeah. Is so what it is. uh I yeah, this is medically prescribed for me to do this show today because uh Ticketmaster hate uh isn't a new thing. It's certainly been a thing through the past year with hearings and everything. Uh, 
I want to make sure that it gets inducted into the, you know, the thing averse. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're, we're calling it out now. And you may say, well, well, Tom, I mean, you could have done the Beyonce tickets, you could have done the Taylor Swift tickets, or you could have done the congressional hearings. Why now? And it's because I just tried to buy tickets on Ticketmaster mere minutes ago, uh, within the past hour. And All it's, rents not, are local. it's not just that they make you jump through so many hoops like okay you got to register as a fan and then you get the e- and then you get the email and the email says watch out for the text message and the text message has the code and then the oh, code goes into the box when you uh, are ready to to buy the tickets at three o'clock three o'clock you put the code in and you're in a queue <laughs> so you've you you've waited in the waiting room to put the code in to get into the queue and the queue says you are two thousand or more in line we're not going to count any higher than that Whoa. then after 20 minutes of waiting in the queue then it says to you oh you're 1,834, a weirdly specific number. And then it just drops by two or 300. Not exactly. It's like, now you're 1215. Now you're 654. Now you're 145. We're just going to stick on 145 for about 10 minutes with no explanation. You'll wonder if your internet has been cut off. Uh, and then suddenly we'll drop you down to 20. And then we'll call you number one. Then we'll just let you sit on number one for a while, wondering what's taking that other person so long in front of me. Then we'll give you a notice saying, you're next. Not one person in front of you, nobody in front of you. You're next, but we're not going to let you buy the tickets yet. Then you sit on that for a good 30 seconds. Then they say, get ready to buy your tickets. We're transferring you now. That takes another minute. Then you get in and you're like, okay, great. I'm going to buy the tickets. Why are these tickets $1,200 each? Oh, right. Ticketmaster does this fun thing called platinum where they let the artists or the production companies sell unused tickets at an inflated price. So you have to go to the filter and you uncheck platinum. Okay. Oh my God. Now I only see the tickets that are, are face value. There are four of them available, like not four together, four individual tickets left for the event. I click on one of them. I say, I would like to buy these. It says, oh, I'm sorry. Another fan got that. I go back. I see the same four tickets, including the one they just told me somebody else bought. So I click on a different one. It says, "Mm, sorry, fan got that one too. Uh, And over and over and over and over again until it says, sorry, there's no more (laughs) tickets left. No. You have to use the platinum tickets if you want to buy platinum at all. So there's my Ticketmaster rant. Hashtag close rant. Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, I hate buying Ticketmaster for dumb stuff that no one else wants to buy. Or like when it's so far after the opening of the selling that I know I'm just getting the ripoff tickets or whatever. But I didn't. I I think I feel like I now actually understand <laughs> why there would be a congressional hearing about the process that you've just described, because that should 100% be illegal. I mean, I don't even know if it should be illegal. It should be better. Like, there are ways. <laughs> this is not a new problem. It's not like, wow, people just suddenly started buying tickets to concerts online today. Uh-huh. Like, this isn't new. So right. fix your BS. 
people, I actually don't even mind the variable pricing thing. I get that. You know what? Uh, one of the reasons it's hard to get a ticket is that they must keep the price down, uh, mm-hmm. which means that more people feel they can afford them, which causes too many people to want to buy them. Like uh, the, a, a market dynamic might alleviate that somewhat. Uh, but <laughs> uh the fact that it's like, well, you can either pay the $75 face value or the $1,000 face value <laughs> feels like too big of a gap. And also, psych, no, you can't. You can't oh, pay right. either. Yeah. And oh, also, we made it look like you could pay the face value, but you really couldn't pay the face value. We were just, just like, joking. What's that about? Why Why is their system so bad that it's letting me buy tickets that it's then like, no, we can't actually sell that to you, but we'll let you keep trying. Uh, just for futility's <laughs> sake. It's because it's fun for them. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny to watch the little hamster in the cage try to get the cheese. I mean, that's what a monopoly does right there, folks. Right there. When you do not have to that's improve. The, that's what should that that's what needs to happen is there needs to to be some way to open this to more competition, right? Because mm-hmm. uh Ticketmaster's like, well, what are you gonna do? Artist and or fans go exactly. somewhere else. Good luck. Yep. Ha ha. Wow. Good rant, Tom. Good oh, rant. Thank you. It yeah. was very fresh. <laughs> it was very fresh. And it is so, I mean, it genuinely is a thing too, because I think now that Ticketmaster, like Ticketmaster's suckitude is more present in people's minds now. And so then when you go through an experience like that, that would otherwise be infuriating, but is kind of like like air or breathing, like you're just used to it. That's just how it works. Mm -hmm. When you realize that lots of other people know there should be another way. And yet you still have to go through that sort of Dante circle. I'm stealing that from rich Mm -hmm. experience. That's it makes it that much more painful. I mean, it's, it's clearly, uh, it's clear to me that, and yet I still went through the process, right? Like I get, I get that like, well, but they still sell the tickets, right? So, um, but yeah, if there was some competition, then somebody mm-hmm. could come along and say, we'll sell you the tickets without all of this problem. We'll sell you the ticket without pretending to sell you tickets you can't get. We'll we'll come up with a better queuing system so that you don't have to sit there and wait and you can still get a, you know, a decent chance of getting the tickets you want. We'll have dynamic pricing, but it'll be very clear what the dynamic pricing right. is. Like, None of this is new. This is all solvable. It's just why buy. It's the same thing that happened with cable television. Like why bother mm-hmm. solving problems? We you can't go anywhere else. Yep, exactly. Same thing that's like happening with Comcast and all the cell phone and all of the monopolies in America. Mm-hmm. Visit my blog, cultureofownership.org. <laughs> oh, good old culture of ownership. Yes. <laughs> we're we're so far back in time right now. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Hating Ticketmaster. It is a thing, and a unfortunately, thing. it shall remain mm, a thing. Probably. I also have a little irritation, mm. a little irritant, a little rock in my shoe today about okay. the fact that I did not – about the fact that I let today's thing linger in the bullpen one week too long. I thought I had more time. <sighs> we always do. We always do. We yeah. always do. I believed that Ice Spice was just going to be a thing on a low simmer. So I thought, I I don't even remember what I did last week that was so much better that I had to do it that was really relevant. Um, But, oh, yeah, I remember going to see the Northern Lights, which is the biggest freaking thing that I ever thinked, by the way. Side note, 
Last week, I was like, I want to go see the Northern Lights and seeing the Northern Lights is a huge thing. Then now I've read like three stories about how there's this epic solar flare and the Northern Lights are going to be the craziest they've ever been this year. It's like we knew it. Anyway, last week, I was so into that that I didn't talk about Ice Spice. And now this (sighs) week, Ice Spice is freaking dating Pete Davidson. (laughs) Oh, that dating Pete Davidson is a thing. Okay, but she's right. It it is. (laughs) Exactly. I was just about to say, which, by the way, also is like the biggest thing of that's like an or thing of the right. last two years. That that that's almost a signifier of a thing like, oh, you're dating Pete Davison. You have now wrapped your thing within this or thing. <laughs> yeah, seriously. OK, so it turns out that maybe she was falsely linked to Pete Davidson, uh, which okay. in some ways is kind of a relief because okay. she is like a baby, like she's very young. But she had, and so I had found a story back then, uh, back then, like three weeks ago or whatever, on Yahoo from January that was like, who is Ice Spice, the new it girl shaking up the music scene? She's like a TikTok star. She, her name, her real name is Isis Gaston. She is quoted as saying, uh, I chose Ice Spice because it literally rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> is why she chose her name she has been a thing like the kids knew she got viral on this 2021 tiktok challenge and then she was such a thing that like little nas x dressed up as her for halloween in 2022 (laughs) that's another signifier so you really had like an amazing thing crossover and then i was like okay i think she has made it out into adult land and not just tiktok and then there was this boom boom this week rumor that she might be dating Pete Davidson. And then it was just like, well, sweet Jesus. She At least is, I had her in the bullpen. So, so is she following the Lil Nas X train? Like, is she going to have a, is she going to have a hit? I think so. She's like on a new song. Yeah. She's got, there's, she's on this new song called boys, a liar part two by pink Panther S featuring ice spice. Okay. You should listen to it, actually, because I think that she it's like the song existed and it was OK. But then this Pan- Pink Panther has released it, re-released it as a part two featuring Ice Spice. And now uh-huh. it's like top, now it's top of the Billboard charts. This is a new role in music that has been you know bubbling under for the past 10 years or so, which is the feature artist specialist. Right. Yeah, the artist totally. who's like. Not out there making hits on their own, but as soon as you add them to your track, boom, like they are the ingredient that makes you go over the top. Yeah, actually, I think that's kind of true. Yeah. Yeah. And she's this one. Absolutely. Like this collab, including Ice Spice on this song is what what made it go Billboard top five. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I pray to God she's not dating Pete Davidson because I am sorry she is too young. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know how old she is, but she's just, she, oh well, yeah, she was born on the first day of the millennium. Okay. So she's in her so 20s. She's, so she's 23. So it's not, it's not too young by the law. <laughs> just no, too young by exactly. convention. Just, it's just yeah. gross. Mm-hmm. How old yeah, is yeah. Pete Davidson? Yeah. Pete oh, he's David- only 29? What? I was going to say, he's really not that old. He just, oh my God. You just, just lived every life. day twice. Jesus. Rode hard and hung up wet. Oh, I'll say. Wowzer. But yes, also or a thing, maybe forever dating Pete Davidson. Yeah. Did that you hear I'm, I'm dating 
I'm not dating Pete Davidson. I did change my second thing because of your description of Ice Spice. Really? So it was two things. One, you saying, I wish I wouldn't have waited a week on uh-huh. Ice Spice. Yep. And then two, that idea that there's this thing that's huge out there. But if you're not in that circle, you don't realize it, which is, of course, a lot of things. Like now I know Ice Spice thanks to you, which is, you know, a public service. Thank you. I'm, <laughs> I'm more in the know. I just heard about this on The Economist podcast, The Chosen. Have you heard of the TV show The Chosen? No. It is in its third season. Whoa. It is a modern telling of the story of Jesus Christ. Where he lives in Texas today. What? But, you know, no. it's just walking around doing the, the story of Jesus. Just, you know, reset in modern times. Whoa. And, and, and I'm trying to figure out the right way to put this. It's Jesus-y. It's like, it's, oh yeah, it's no, it's written by an evangelical. Yep. It's like got help. From it's a Christian TV show. Right. Uh, it's winning a bunch of awards in 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 Christian television and, and cinema awards. Uh, it is wildly popular. It's an example of of one of those things that can you know sell out a movie theater where everyone else goes, "What is that?" And all the people yeah. in line are super excited to go see it. Um, and it's popular outside of just evangelicals. You you might guess, oh, okay, so it's a, you know, Pentecostal thing or something. No, this is this is a very widely appealing within the Christian community uh show because it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's kind of like yeah. a, a, fun, a fun take on Jesus. <laughs> but it's also not like it's not edgy. You know, it's if you if you're a Christian family, you you feel safe going and watching it. You're not gonna you're not gonna be you know offended. You're not gonna think your kids are learning bad lessons because it is mm-hmm. following the spirit of the teachings, just resetting them in in a way that is more accessible. Uh, it's I have wow. not watched it, but it sounds fascinating. It kind of does. It's fascinating. The show largely is built around the moments where Jesus heals people and tells people he loves them. Yeah, and then they cry and we cry and everybody cries. <laughs> The show is built around telling people they are helpless, but that's okay because Jesus loves everyone and will take care of them. And in doing so, he fulfills humanity's deepest need. Which is Christianity, you know, right? Period. pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Now, oh. there there are some churches who think it, it does play too fast and loose, as you might expect. Yeah, I um, could imagine people being pretty upset yeah. about this. But yeah, I think uh, I, I think it's it's appealing beyond just a niche audience. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, and yet, it's not like a mainstream hit. It's not The Last of Us or anything like that. But it is pretty interesting because one of the um, reviews I found about it says that when I first started reviewing it back in 2020, it was like pretty small. And now it's a global phenomenon that's been profiled by the New York Times. Yeah. Wow. Good we, th- one. That's kind of an er thing, too, is uh, something outside of a of the usual conduits gains a cult following well maybe i shouldn't say cult following in this case but you know what i mean uh you know gains a devoted following and then that devoted following starts to expand and it goes worldwide and 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 it it's the fathom events scenario right where you're like Mm -hmm. why would anyone go to see that oh but look at that there's like line out the door for that yeah totally fandom fandom yeah lots of different fandoms yeah Right. I love this because I feel like now this is going to come up at a dinner party. Like this is total dinner party conversation. Oh, I, yeah. I feel like this is one Who's where you can say, the chosen? Like, are any of you watching The Chosen? 
Yeah. And, and then you see the person who doesn't want to admit that they're totally watching. Exactly. Enjoy. I was going to say, probably I don't know about it because I live in the center of secular. Uh-huh. Secular epicenter. Everyone you know is watching it. They just don't want to admit it. Totally. Um, side note, did you have snow today? I literally saw on Twitter that it was my snowing neighbor, at Disneyland. Yeah. My neighbor just told me uh, she teaches school and she was like, yeah, it, it snowed. All the kids were like going crazy because they saw the snow. Um, and I was like, yeah, I, I didn't see that. She's like, apparently it like really snowed in Burbank. Yeah. Uh-huh. I saw a video of it snowing in Disneyland. Like I'm starting to think maybe this climate change thing is like a thing. I'm just throwing that out You're there. just saying that because you're in the VC community for climate change. <laughs> um, however, that is actually not my thing. That was literally me. No, I'm glad you brought that up. That should have been my thing. It's like, yeah, I, apparently it snowed. Somebody asked snow me about snow Angeles. here earlier. I was like, yeah, no, I didn't say any snow. And then I didn't. I thought they were talking about last week. Uh, turns out they were, t- they were talking about today. Yeah, if you live in California, it has been a thing for every single conversation that you have with anybody to be to start with like, did you have snow? Did you have any snow? Did you see snow? Did you get some snow? But apparently there was snow right where I am. I just didn't see it. Oh, bless. bless. Yeah. It happens. It happens. Um, well, where every where all of those conversations were happening for me was on Zoom, of course, mm, which okay. I do all yep. day long, all Absolutely. day every day. Yep. And what I noticed in recent weeks is that everybody seems to have gotten the memo that the way to deal with this modern reality of life is to blur your background at zoo. It's kind of an easy fix. Yep. Right. Like, I don't want to deal with what's behind me. Just blur it. Right. And like, I know I'm at home and my kid might walk by and for like a long time, that was just sort of what happened or people positioned themselves um, so that they were against a wall and you still see some of that, but I feel like just recently, I feel like we've hit some sort of tipping point where everybody finally was like, you know what? This needs to look like work. Like I'm not at home anymore or I'm not in the office, uh-huh. but I don't need people to know that I'm at home, which frankly, I'm super relieved because like there were way too many beds and backgrounds like yeah. that were kind of uncomfortable. But it's almost like some some recognition, like everybody's redecorated their office as in blurring their background. So a couple of things. One is everybody else also is tired of seeing everyone else's beds. Yeah. So at some point, everyone is like, well, maybe I shouldn't show mine either. Right. So there's a there's a tiny bit of that. But also, I want to submit the idea that. The fact that a lot of companies are saying, you know, we need you in the office a couple times a week suddenly resets it to be, well, now you're doing something outside the norm when you work from home, right? It just oh, changes the, the interpretation. When everybody in the company is working from home, well, yeah, of course I'm home. I have to be. That's just the way it is, like you said. But now as soon as it's like, well, we need you in two to three days a week. When you're working from home, it's it's the like it's it feels like a special thing. Like, well, they really want me in in the office, but they're letting me be at home. I guess I should gussy up the place. No, instead, I'll blur my background. Totally. Or I'll just make everything look the same. (laughs) I'll blur my background everywhere I am. Yeah. So that I'm like floating in a sea of location agnostic. Right. And that way they don't know whether I'm in the office or not. Yeah. I mean, totally. they they might know. I'm not trying to say like uh, they're sneaking around, but it's not immediately apparent, right? And it's less it's it's less about it's almost like this acceptance of the place you are working is in fact your workspace, 
And the the idea of making it into a nice looking Zoom room or whatever is over. It's like, you know what? Just F it. I'm just going to blur it. Yeah. And then because I, I might be, be in the office, I might not. I think that's an even better way of going with that. Right. It's and like, the office might be ugly. When I'm so working, I'm working. Too. Yeah. When I'm yeah. working, I'm blurred. <laughs> that's <laughs> how you know I'm working. Sing it. Yeah. I really like, I really feel like it's been a shift oh, that that's I'm a, noticing that's really over the past couple of weeks. This so is in, incredibly helpful for me because I don't do any of these kinds of meetings. So I don't see all of this. So this is fascinating. I love this. Yeah. Let us know. Email us feedback at it's a thing dot me. Let us know if you're blurring, if you're newly blurring, if you're feeling blur peer pressure. What's the what's the status of your blur, <laughs> yeah, blur pressure? <laughs> uh, we got lots of good emails from folks that we're going to read now. Feedback at it's a thing dot me. Sean from New Zealand has a question. You ready for the question from Sean from New Zealand? Lay it on me. I really want to make a Sean the sheep joke. Because New Zealand. Sorry, Sean. I don't remember if we've solidified the thingness of the return of the mullet, but I've been seeing them a lot, especially on kids. I think the mullet might be back. The agency of the wearer, notwithstanding. <laughs> um, yeah, totally. It's totally back. Didn't yeah. we talk about? It? I swear, we talked. about I feel like it. we've we've. It's been an ongoing like. So, you know, it's like a boomerang. That's yeah. not a New Zealand thing, because that's. Yeah, and, but anyway, like it just keeps circling around. Wow, Tom, you I cannot know. stop. I just, yeah, I, I apologize. <laughs> You're getting canceled <laughs> <laughs> by New Zealand, and by I New love Zealand. New Zealand. <laughs> Don't do it. The Go mullet all is blacks. The mullet is a hundred percent back. Like yeah. I don't know what is even happening, but it's so true. You're absolutely right, John. All kidding yes. aside, yeah, nailed. Absolutely it. correct. And then a uh, longtime listener and occasional thing spotter, Lisa, wrote in with a peak thing discovery. Hey, Tamali Rich, need to get this one in before ski season is mm. over. My friends and I have been scouring Kijiji and the like for these vintage one-piece ski suits the last few years. I've noticed a lot more of them on the slopes this season. And then this, a New York Times article saying you don't have to be a skier to dress like one from the 80s. Oh, Wow. Neon and metallic designs have become so popular among skiers and non-skiers seeking the vibe that they've become hard to find. This from February 24th. I'm not going to get on this trend, but I respect it. Luckily, (laughs) says Lisa, I found a fun red and purple one last year before it hit peak. peak Oh, good get. I want to. Now I want one. They look comfy. I did see people wearing the vintage and I feel like we may have talked about this too. I saw people wearing like the vintage, like the one piece zip up. And I saw this cool girl and hers was like a USA one, but evidently vintage. Yeah. One piece, vintage snowsuits. Oh my God. Look at this picture in the New York times. This is so cool. Just want to make it clear to everybody in our audience. uh, This show has short term memory loss as is evidenced right now. We can't remember what things we've picked if you've told us about a thing, we're probably not going to remember that either. So don't take it personally. <laughs> we just don't remember anything. We're so in the moment. It's actually an amazing and true fact is that every week I sit down and I do this show and I love it. And I have so much fun with my things and I think about them and I put them in my reminders and whatever. And then somebody will ask me an hour later, what'd you talk about today? And I'm like, I don't know. Oh my gosh. We were talking about that uh, over the oh, weekend. No. I was hanging out with a bunch of other podcasters and, uh, and we were talking about like, yeah, when you do finish with a show and it, some of them are talking about live shows, some of them are talking about recorded, like when you finish a show, it just goes out of your mind. You, you mm-hmm. never, you never think about it again. It's weird. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's super weird. I mean, it really is like you, <laughs> you, 
it's not like a birth because you don't take care of it after. No. It's like you just barf it up, yeah, move on. You prepare, you prepare, you do it, and then you forget all about it. Yeah. Uh, Matt Bat, we will never forget you. Wrote in with some emerging straw tech. That's an empty promise, Matt Bat. Uh, my sister is so proud of her collapsible silicone straw that she carries it in her purse. She really hates paper straws, apparently. I think it's silly, but there's a whole category of portable straws on Amazon, so it must be a thing? What? I have never seen the collapsible silicone straw. This is freaking genius because you really... If you want to be the kind of person who carries around, like I briefly was the person with the bamboo cutlery in my purse. Oh, yeah. Uh And if you want to be the person who carries your straw around, like, first of all, it's an awkward size because it's a straw, which is kind of long. And it's going to get all bent and stuff. Or like it's going to get all linty because the silicon straw is like, you know, pick up everything. So what do you put in a plastic bag? That seems sort of like to defeat the purpose. This, oh my God, you put it in a little case, like a little AirPod case. And burpee, off you go. It's, it's I love just, this. It, yeah, it's like an AirPod case. Exactly. Even with the little fake carabiner on it and everything. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. this is Well cute. done, Matt. Bat. Yeah. Great find. Because the, the silicon straws are definitely a thing. I've never seen collapsible. Oh, sure. I love it. Yeah, collapsible, though. Who would have thunk? It. My God, it's Genius. incredible. Zach in Florida wrote in with an uncanny coincidence. Hello, Tom and Molly. I just finished last week's show that discussed earthing. By sheer coincidence, this was immediately after I finished episode 290 of another favorite show. Oh no, Ross and Carrie, where they evaluated the practice of, you guessed it, earthing. Coincidence? Probably, but nonetheless amusing. For anyone unacquainted with Oh No, Ross and Carrie, definitely check it out. So long as you're caught up on It's a Thing, of course. Earthing, I think also uh, what we called it was grounding, the whole wearing, going barefoot out in the world thing. Probably huh, I've never thing. even heard of Oh No, Ross and Carrie. So we must maybe eliminate listeners. Them. I mean, they're new. <laughs> they're going to get new <laughs> listeners. Uh, Joe Hood wrote in to get his flowers because on episode 251, he wrote in about the whole mascara double meaning on TikTok. Molly Rich, but mostly Tom. You know, you've really got a thing when a big time media outlet mentions your thing a few weeks after you bring attention to it. It's really an amazing feeling. Just poking fun. But on a legitimate thing note, I was just in Disney World and must report that charcuterie boards are everywhere there. You can purchase (laughs) them at so many dining locations. Blogs have rankings and you can even buy Disney themed charcuterie boards to bring the Disney magic to your home cured meat events. I think Disney exploitation may mean charcuterie is past pig thing into the inevitable kitsch. Oh, yeah. Fully. I mean, if it's all over Disney, that's incredible. Also, Joe, sorry we missed the mascara I mean, the first time around. I have no memory of the email. We probably even read it on the show, probably. and I have no memory of the email. Uh, but it's probably because I had read it that it stuck out to me when I saw the Know Your Meme. Exactly. Joe uh, incepted it. Exactly. So, so all it, credit like, to Joe. All um, credit. Yeah, but, just, uh, but confirmation that it most definitely was a thing. Not a single one of the jokes that went around my uh, women's group chat can be repeated here Mm. vis-a-vis mascara, but Mm. they were hilarious. (laughs) 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 But it's a family show. Uh, But but even with mascara, you can't say it. That's that's amazing. That's kind of amazing, actually. Yeah, hilarious. Wow. Okay, I'm just thinking of one in particular, but it was hilarious. It's a, it's a like it's a women of a certain age joke. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Let your imagination make, fill in the rest. I'm sure you'll be I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. let's move on uh, to the shout outs. We are so grateful for you and those of you who support the show at the shout out level at patreon.com slash it's a thing. Get a special place in our hearts and a special place in our show. Yes. <laughs> the this shout outs. Shout out is based on the Spruce Eats review of a milk frother. <laughs> Got one for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> the total thing. Damn it. Correct. Right. I'm seeing a coffee theme from Rich today, too. I'm like, yeah. It. Do you need a little pick me up there, Rich? That's yeah. good. Go for it. <laughs> Have yourself another cup. There you go. <laughs> All right, I'm going. Whether you want a rich Eric Duncan or a cozy cup of Andrew Bradley, the instant Joe Hood frother from Kevin Sill Brands can get the job done. All four of Morris Jones's settings yielded smooth Lara Abel that retained her consistency for a long time. It also worked well with Oat Lee Price, making it a viable option for those who prefer James C. Smith alternatives. The performance alone makes Jake Woods a worthwhile purchase. The machine's four settings are cold Miranda Janelle, warm, thick Benjamin Forrest, warm, light Mike Akins, and hot Gabrielle Cohen. The frothing is also extremely quiet, so early morning Louis St. Amour won't wake up others in your household. <laughs> Oatly Price. Oatly Price. Amazing. Uh, confirm, thank though. you for supporting us, and thank you, Rich, for making these amazing shoutouts. We are so grateful. You can become a member of It's a Thing at patreon.com slash it's a thing. You'll get bonus content. You can join us and chat in the Discord and maybe even be a shout out member. You can also support the show by buying things through our affiliate links. Look for them in the show notes or over at our shopping page at it's a thing.me slash shop. Maybe a collapsible straw. You can also email us your things. Feedback at it's a thing.me. Woohoo! See you next week. Bye. Bye. Gonna break down now. Can't so hold it Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.